Would you like to count us down? In five, four, three, two. Well, there was a few song choices we could have used. I know. Let's go, Steven. I'm actually kind of um, disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> wasn't the song I was expecting to hear. <laughs> what were you expecting? Purple people, either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, when is the words <laughs> coming? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know the significance of purple people, either. I don't know the words. Good memories. To, to what? They had a um. Jonas had a workout scene in Scream Queens to that song. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode uh, seventy-seven. It's after dark. Jeremy. And I'm Stephen. And uh, what are we discussing on this fine program today, Stephen? The brand spanking, well, not because it's brand spanking new, because it's been like a week, but the new movie, Nope. <laughs> yes. It's nope, directed by, uh, directed, written, and produced Jordan Peele, uh, one of the great uh, horror horrors of, uh, of our generation, I would say. Um, do you happen to see those uh-huh. tweets, those tweets online? I forget who said it, but, um, Somebody said it's time to uh, acknowledge Jordan Peele as the greatest horror director of all time. Uh, because, uh, like, uh, according to this guy, no other horror director has made three great horror films, let alone three great horror films in a row. Oh. And Jordan Peele uh, just replied and told him to put the phone down. And. That uh, he won't tolerate any John Carpenter disrespect. Mm. Because, like, you know. Yeah. There's been a lot of horror directors who have made three great horror films. (laughs) And three three in a row, you know. But. Mm -hmm. No, there's like. Craven, you know, he's made a few great ones, a few few bad ones, but a few great ones. 
Yeah. Um, on Carpenter, that like a, a, a massive run in the seventies, eighties, and nineties with like Halloween, The Thing, Fog, Christine, In the Mouth of Madness. I could, mm-hmm. I could, I could go on. Uh, Dario Argento. It's like you know, just just kind of let him let Jordan Peele make movies. You know. We we don't need to like crown him immediately. Like I, I think he's a great director and I this this is my favorite film that he's done and I I, I do enjoy his other two movies even though um you know, the, like, I, I don't love them as much as a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are very good and I mean, his his most ratings I gave him on Letterbox. I think Get Out and Us. I gave both uh, three and a half stars out of five. Mm-hmm. Still, like, very good movie. Um, I just think this one is his best, and you know we are. Yeah. Uh, we're we're witnessing him grow in real time, and I think that's uh, something pretty cool that we get to experience. You know, because like looking back, like we, for our generation, we get to look at the body of work of people like Carpenter and Fred Hitchcock and people like that. Yeah. But it's interesting that we have like a modern day horror director where like every release feels like a big like cultural event. Mm-hmm. Um, this was say I like how his movies. Feel like an event when they come out. Almost like it, it. It it's to a lesser extent, but um, before the movie, I don't know if they did this everywhere, but before the movie, they showed a preview to Christopher Nolan's new movie. Mm-hmm. And like Christopher Nolan movie feels like an event. Yeah, because it's like they they put. Uh, it, it it's almost like it's become like a meme where they just shove Christopher Nolan's name all over the trailer, <laughs> and it, it's but it's like that's really all you need to know going in. It's like yeah. oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a new Christopher Nolan movie, and that's to the point I've gotten with Jordan Peele where it's like I don't need to necessarily see the trailer for Nope, I just know it's a Jordan Peele movie. Mm-hmm. Um. It's kind of like how comic book fans feel about Marvel movies. Is how horror fans feel about Jordan Peele's movies when they come out. Hmm. I, I I agree with that. It's um. Yeah, it's 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 like this is our Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> I wouldn't say Nope is of the extent of the Avengers, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's interesting that the career of Jordan Peele is just so interesting because he was like a comedian. Then it's like he's making this horror film called Get Out, and it's like we don't like what is this guy doing in the horror genre? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess Chris Rock tried to do a similar thing when he tried to cross over into the world of Saw. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really think he had like the creative control that 
Uh, Jordan Peele has, uh, nor do I think um, you know, Chris Rock make a horror film as well as Jordan Peele can. I mean, that. Yeah. But, um, it's interesting to see, like, this comedian just cross over and make these big horror cultural events. Very interesting to see. Um, yeah, um, we could get into our thoughts on Nope. Uh, we did talk about this uh, beforehand when we were kind of planning out this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're going to cover this like we do a normal film. We're kind of just going to more so review it instead of just like giving, uh, like going through the plot and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's going to be the easiest thing to do right now since you can take notes and then we can't find the movie like laid out completely yet yeah, um, on IMDb. Yeah. And th- there's like a lot here that I want to kind of uh, analyze and see if, you know, we got the same, uh, the same thoughts and analysis on events in this movie, because uh, I guess I don't, we'll get to it when we get into it, but we're kind of just going to give, Analysis and thoughts, and um, yeah. So, uh, I wanted to introduce this new drop that I have. Um, mm. This is what we're going to play when we're about to delve into uh, our thoughts in the movie. It's going to be a new drop for every episode going forward. So get used to it. You ready? Okay. Not safe, bitches. Get the last day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, I like it because we got a lot to say about. Nope, I I got it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not like necessarily it. this movie, but we have a lot for you know other movies. But anyway, yeah, uh, Nope stars uh, uh, Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya. Um, I was practicing that name all morning because I figured I was going to mess it up, and I think I did a good job. Um. Mm-hmm. This is uh, True Jackson VP herself, Kiki Palmer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and, uh, and Stephen Young. Um, so I mean, like, what do you know Kiki Palmer from? <laughs> Everything. Like, what exactly is she in? Because I hustlers, hustlers, Scream Queens, Scream TV series season three. Which is arguably the best series or best season of the show. She's in Star. She actually does do singing on the side, like her character said in the movie. Okay, so I like. I I just I'm obviously a big Kiki Palmer fan. If you couldn't tell, (laughs) I I was confused because I thought I feel like I'm the only person in the world who is like not familiar with career of Kiki Palmer. <laughs> I mean, uh, she, she's, she's, um, she is on True Jacks and VP. That's like, the I one show, <laughs> the one show that actually could have used a reboot and it makes sense. Besides like Harley, I like that one, but yeah. True Jackson could have had a reboot and it would have worked. What's the plot of that show? I don't even know. Fashion. 
she like a fashion designer who went to school? Is that what I'm remembering? Yes, she at this um, big company or this fashion company. Okay, yeah, I. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I do remember now. Yeah, I, I ahead of the time, I feel. Well. I, I hardly remember anything about the show other than like the, the fashion school part of it. But yeah, um, I just felt like I was the only person in the world who was familiar with the career of Kiki Palm because everybody was like excited she was in the movie, and I'm like. Like, what is she from that I hype about? Listen to her um, quarantine albums. Oh, she did albums during quarantine. Virgo Tendencies, part one and part two. Oh, interesting. The song anyway. Snack. <laughs> okay, we, got, we, got, we got a big Kiki Palmer fan here. Um, <laughs> Why I also see... really liked the um, character Angel. Angel, is that the guy who the worked at? Guy? Yeah, I-, I liked him too. It, like, almost felt like a, a brand Best Buy that he was working at. Yeah, I don't know if they didn't have the rights to name it Best Buy or something, but yeah, I did. I did like that, like his character as well. I'm glad um, Steven Yansel out there. Yes, probably the most successful actor from The Walking Dead. Well, I don't even yeah. think it's probably. I, I think he is the most successful. There's no, yeah. prob- there's no probably about it. Um, I will forever sing the praise of John Bernthal because I do think he has the potential yeah. to be, be a leading man, but he's just has this tendency to show up in movies for five minutes and then leave. <laughs> I'm going to sing praises of Warren Cohan and Emily Kinney. All right. Uh, <laughs> and Christian Serratos because she played Selena. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> speaking of actors, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Kalu- oh my god, I knew I was going to mess it up at some point. Kaluuya has, <laughs> has to be one of the best actors um, working today, and he's good in everything I've seen him in. Yeah, get out. Uh, Black Panther, um, uh, Widows. Uh, what, else, what else was he in? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. He he's like has such a like a tendency to just not even like say anything, and you just know exactly what he's kind of uh, like what, exactly what's on his mind. Like uh-huh. subtext he can convey just by standing there is amazing. Um, and his performance in Judas and the Black Messiah was one of my favorites uh, from the year it came out. I think he was nominated for the Oscars, uh, not last year, but the year before. I think he was nominated. I don't remember if he won or not, but uh, I think he was nominated. Uh, uh, okay, it's say he won an Oscar, so there you go. An Oscar um, winner. Yes, Oscar winner. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role for Judas and the Black Messiah. He was also nominated for best performance by an actor in a leading role for Get Out. Um, I think he gets one for this. He should. Um, I'd like to see a horror movie in the nominations again. I'd be fine with it. Um, 
do you think? I mean, I think they both could be nominated because, like him and Kiki Palmer, mm-hmm. she she would get supporting. He would get leading role. I, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they would win, but um, no, I, I could see them kind of getting nominated. So, so let's let's start with them too. Um, do you like the dynamic that they have where? She's kind of like over the top <laughs> centric, um, you know, like yeah. It, and, he, and he's just like completely chill and calm. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the the thing I like the most about them, like their dynamic, is like when when Keith Palmer was going off about. Um, He's because he's like this horse trainer runs in the family, and uh, their father ends up getting killed by this like alien that shoots out things they can't digest, <laughs> and uh-huh. it, uh, it kind of uh, shoots a nickel or a quarter through their father's eye, and it kills him. Which I do want to get there as well because I think that is symbolic of something. Uh-huh. But I remember. Uh, I was seeing like Nikki Palmer kind of going off when they're when that commercial for the horse trainer. Yeah. Um I was like not liking her performance. But then uh, I I realized what they were doing and I realized that that's more of like a personal preference because um I like I am very much like uh his name's OJ, uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character. I'm I'm more of like him in this situation where like someone's going off and going on a tangent and trying to be social. Uh-huh. I'm kind of just I'm kind of just standing there like annoyed and being like, "No, can you can you please be quiet?" <laughs> yeah. So same. Yeah, I, I really liked, you know, kind of like the. Uh, like pol- polar opposite of their characters, and it kind of uh-huh. shows the the disconnect they've had because, um, you know, they do have some like family drama and whatnot. And I think, like, is it is it because the father promised to give uh, Emerald, who is Kiki Palmer, promised to give her a horse or something when she was nine? Am I remembering that correctly? I think that's where it started. Yeah. Because she was promised a horse, and then chose his son instead. Yeah, and where did that go from there? Like, what other family drama did they have? I think that just kind of put a rift, kind of. It kind of just always has disconnect, I'm thinking, where, like, it kind of just, like, went her separate way from the family. And then OJ and their father kind of just stayed home and were, like, these horse trainers for commercials and whatnot. He said they um, were both hard-headed. Yeah. Um. I, I. I do like how they um have that dynamic of the uh the horse or the the man on the horse or whatever that is like a descendant of their family. Which mm-hmm. I guess is an actual film. Uh, 
I mean, not really a film. It's just like a one-minute clip or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do like how that kind of ties back around because, you know, the end of the movie is pretty much the hero of uh, OJ riding around on a horse. But I, yeah. I, do, I do like how that comes back around. Um, I did notice that people on Letterboxd are, like, unironically rating that video of the guy on the horse. Like, people are giving it, like, three stars and, like, breaking it down. <laughs> and it's, like, it, it's literally just to see, to, to see if film works. Like, it's from, like, the 1860s, and it's, it's just to see if we can film things. Just a test, and people are, like, critiquing it and everything. Um, Five stars, because that was a successful test. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I mean that this. So I don't know if you got this out of out of Nope, but it uh it reminded me of like uh like early days early, early days Steven Spielberg from like the seventies and eighties where he was doing like Jaws. Um, and I think that is because it's like this monster that like I mean. I mean, I guess we can kind of just say it. It's it's an alien ship that is like um, revealed to be not a ship, but it's literally just like the entity itself. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and it, it reminded me of Jaws in the sense that it's a monster that you don't really see, like you don't see it do much, but it is a threat. And it, it's kind of just like hiding. That's the vibe I got out of it. I don't know if that was intentional or not. Um, see where I'm gonna come from. Yeah. Yeah, it's like hiding in the clouds and stuff. Yeah, like that's that's the vibe I got from from it. Even though it's like kind of promoted as like this alien sci-fi movie, like kind of creatures on the which I'm gonna do. Um, and we do disagree on that. I, I yeah, I kind of wanted to see the see an alien. I mean, they they tease it a lot, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that they don't. They kind of just come out and do it because it like I, I don't know. I feel like this movie stands out because they don't do it. Yeah, um, and I, I'm not sure if like this kind of film has ever even been done before, where like the the ship isn't really a ship, like that's just the creature. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever been done before, and I love how Jordan Peele was like. There's this scene where OJ is kind of walking around the farm or whatever, and the. Uh, is it like people who worked for Stephen Young's uh, carnival or whatever? Is that who shows up dressed as the aliens? I think it was his kids, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they show up dressed as aliens and they're kind of like scaring OJ. And I just feel like that's Jordan Peele's way of like, 
this is the movie you want, but it's not the movie I'm going to do, but I'm going to show you that I could do it anyway. Yeah. Because... Yeah, it could have easily just been that, and that could have been the aliens. Like, that, that scene when he's going to the barn, and, like, they're peeking out, and they're, they're like, stalking him in the barn. Like, it's one of the scariest scenes in the movie. Yeah. But then it, it's, like, he kind of just punches one in the face, and <laughs> kind of just takes him out, and it's revealed that, you know, that they're not really a threat at all because they're just people pulling a prank. I just love that because it's like, yeah, I could do that, but I'm not going to. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it just like the, the, the confidence of him to, you know, kind of tease that and then throw away and then be like, no, we're doing this where there's no creatures. It's just the ship itself. Um, no. What do you feel about the creature? Like its look and all that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. It doesn't really like stand out, and I don't think it's supposed to because I, I think it kind of just adapts. It it does turn into a cloud that like doesn't move. Mm-hmm. And toward the end of the movie, it kind of like turns into like it almost looks like um. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the picture now. It, it's kind of like when it sucks up those uh, like ribbons or whatever. Like, that's pretty much what it turns into. So, is it is it a case of, like, it could just adapt to, like, the things it eats? I don't know. I mean, sometimes it does look like a UFO. Sometimes it looks like a giant floating eyeball. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I did notice the eyeball too. So it it kind of just like changes. And then it's that cloud, or was it in the cloud? Oh, so you're saying like it can control like a cloud and just like stay. Maybe there? it was. Maybe that's why the cloud wasn't moving because it was in the in the cloud. Yeah, because they they do have like things that kind of hint that it can control. Like it, it, it can shut off like elect, electric devices. Mm-hmm. So, like maybe it can control the clouds. Like I, I don't know. Maybe. And then, um, you know, toward the end of the movie, when it sucked open the um, or when it sucked up the fence, the barbed wire fence, it like ripped, like how a parachute would. Yeah. Or it looked like a broken parachute. But then, right, you see, like, right before at the very end, when it takes that giant balloon, it looks like its original shape again for a second. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I guess one of the things I like about it is that it's kind of, like, not explainable. And maybe, yeah. that, maybe that was done intentionally to where it's, like, it's this... Like it's it it's literally an alien creature that we don't understand. You know? Yeah, it might be and I don't dude. think we've ever seen anything like that in a movie. Yeah, it's like you know we we don't know what it is. We don't know what it's capable of. So it, maybe it could turn into anything. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like the design. I like that it can kind of change into these things, and I like that we can't come to a definitive answer as to what mm-hmm. it's actually doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember you texting me, because you saw this twice. I only saw it once. I remember you texting me after you saw it the second time, and you said it kind the movie kind of went down for you because... And that final um, scene, though I will say I like how they did like a nighttime scene, a nighttime fight scene, and a daytime one at the end. Yeah. Because they could have easily just waited till nightfall and just had it done at night and then like have the stuff hidden behind clouds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like, like hit it. Like so that. He eventually like so showed us everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Like more than half the movie, you're kind of just waiting for, like, what the heck is this? Like, where's it going? Um, mm-hmm. Then it's like, all right, here it is. This is the things it can do, but no one's going to explain why. Yeah. Um. And I I I think it's best left that way because they could very easily just bring in somebody who fully understands it. Um, the, the one thing I didn't like is kind of like so the character of OJ is a horse trainer like we said mm-hmm. and it's it's almost like Chris Pratt in Jurassic World where it's like he's a trainer so he's capable of training anything and getting to the bottom of anything. <laughs> And that's one thing I didn't like here because it's like all of the conclusions that OJ comes to on how to defeat this thing are correct. There's like really nothing wrong that he does. Yeah. Um, well, at least I mean, Emerald was the one that finally defeated him. Or defeated yeah. the creature. Yeah. Um I mean, they they do it in, in the movie Us, too, where it's like they kind of... They'll show something early on in the movie, and then it will like circle back around and be like, oh, that's either what's happening, or like this is how we defeat this thing, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, when, when they're doing the commercial, um, OJ tells uh, the, uh, the people working on the commercial, like, don't look don't look at the horse in the eye because yeah. uh, like in the, in, in the animal world, I guess it kind of um, is threatening to be stared at in the, in the eyes. Yeah, and I think particular horse was extra sensitive about that too. It might've been because they have that. Oh, was that mirror thing? Was that like, was that OJ's prop, or was it part of the commercial? I think it was part of the commercial. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it might have been extra sensitive, but... Because um, notice that horse, its name is Lucky. It only trusted OJ. Yeah. And it didn't like anybody else. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't even think that the horse could have been extra sensitive to that. Um. And it kind of goes to what 
at look at it in the eye, or it'll take you. Yeah, yeah, that that that's kind of where I was getting at because it, it's it's like a horse thing. Like, don't look at it in the eye, and then it's like if you don't look at the alien in the eye, it it won't feel as threatened by you, and then it won't attack. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, I was I was confused because this this alien has a history of just like eating horses on this farm. Yeah. So it's like, are these horses looking at it? I guess so. Yeah. Is it almost seems like some of the horses are running away, mm-hmm. and it's still chasing after them. So maybe it's like they already looked, and then they. Kind of okay, like... um, yeah. Because I mean, it does chase you if you run, but it won't take you if unless you look up at it. A nice alternate title for this film <laughs> would would have been "Don't Look Up." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually so this might be an un- this might be an unpopular opinion but I, I I don't like the title nope for this um it almost feels like they didn't really have a, a name for this they might have actually had it called don't look up I wonder, I wonder if that's what it could have been called originally and then it might have already, there's already a don't look up it might have already been trademarked for a name now I notice that they say nope, especially the second time. They say nope a lot in the movie. Yeah, well, I think each character says it like at least five, six times. Yeah, I I, w- I was kind of um, I was interested I was interested in the title of the, of this movie, so I looked it up. There were theories that the nope stands for not of planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, and, and that's been a theory since the title was released. And I, I mean, I I kind of could see where they're coming from. So that they asked Jordan Peele about it, and he's like, it doesn't really have a meaning other than like that's the reaction he wants the audience to have for like this creature, and that is mm-hmm. what that is what a lot of the characters do because it's like. You no, know, you see this alien creature coming at you, and it's like, nope. Okay, so, oh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I I understand that. I mean, I I understand like his intention. I'm not necessarily like fan of. Um, no, I I I don't like the name, but it, it does fit, I guess. So yeah, I mean, it, okay it is, with that. Yeah. Now, I'm on the IMDb page. Did you know that Emerald and OJ respectively wear green and orange clothes? <laughs> no, I, I did not know that. That's, that's one of the trivia saying. I did see this this tweet, and it made me cringe so bad because it it, it reminded me of character from Get Out where it's like I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could have. It it almost reminded me of that because the the tweet said so, it, it's deleted now. I, I forget who even said it. it. It's not important, but it was like some critic or something. He said that it's ironic that 
the that OJ's character wore orange in the climax of this movie because he's the hero when um orange is usually the color that people wear when they're in prison. And it's like, yeah, that that, that was not um not the intentions. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't the intention to be like usually people who wear orange are in prison, but here's our hero. That that was not I mean it it might have been, but I think he's wearing orange because OJ is orange juice and orange. That's what that trivia thing makes it seem, anyways. Oh, be- oh, I I see what your your trivia thing is saying. Because OJ is orange, emerald is green. Okay. Yeah. I I thought that somebody just kind of realized that they wear orange and green a lot. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean that makes more sense than like the whole prison thing. I, I don't think Jordan Peele's intention was, <laughs> um, you know, to um, make it like ironic for like prisoner garb. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I am reading a quote from Jordan Peele. Um, he says, "I wrote this in a time where we were a little bit worried about the future of cinema. So the first thing I knew I wanted to create was a spectacle." great american ufo story so i mean i guess we can kind of get into the whole um spectacle aspect of this which um you know, it, it, it was kind of like the um like the biggest uh point of the movie that i wanted to talk about because the idea of a spectacle comes around an awful lot in this movie because at the beginning of the movie, we're introduced to a uh, a chimp named <laughs> named is it named Gordy? Gordy. Mm-hmm. Um. So I thought this was a true story, but I guess it is not. And I guess like years ago, Jordan Peele had a nightmare about a chimp attack that like terrified him, and I mean, I guess this was his. <laughs> His oh, you thought of... you thought the chimp was like that actually happened on a TV show? Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised. I didn't. I never heard of this before. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought they kind of just pulled it in from uh, real life, like kind of like how they did the the hands around America thing, mm-hmm. whatever, it, whatever it is, in us with that commercial where people are holding hands across the country. Oh uh, yeah, I th- I thought that they like Jordan Peele might have been scarred from you know, hearing about this chimp attack on a sitcom when he was younger and and brought it into this. But yeah, this is it's in fact not a true story. But um, this was a conversation we had after the first time we watched it, and I remember walking out of the theater and we were like, "What the heck did that chimp have to do with anything in this movie?" Um, and did you happen to come to a conclusion of that? Not really. Okay. So, but I know I really, really liked it. So, (laughs) I I mean, honestly, the whole chimp thing could be a a horror movie on its own. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that and the scene where the alien kind of, uh, kidnaps people, but we'll get there. Um, so, 
<clears throat> the idea of spectacles very prominent in this film, and it's like, how do we treat, um, like, how we treat animals in like the entertainment industry? Mm-hmm. Because like humans are very um, arrogant in a way. Mm-hmm. We think we're at the top of the food chain, when in reality, like there are many things on this world that could take us down, whether it be like big or small, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, even like, like a virus or something like that, like something that small could take us all out. So this movie has like a weird, at least this is how I took it. It has, it has like a weird commentary on how we treat animals in the entertainment industry. So it's like, there were two seasons of this show where this chimp named Gordy was like main character of a sitcom and just one day out of the blue like this wild animal does what wild animals do and it kind of like just snaps and like defends itself. Mm-hmm. I'm not even entirely sure what made it snap. Was it like something just fell or something when they were filming the sitcom? Oh, when it's the balloons from the from the box, yeah. the balloons popped. Okay, yeah, I knew it was it was some kind of noise. So, it, so it probably kind of just triggered it, and then the chimp just freaked. Yeah, so you know, like the chimp does what chimps do, and it kind of just snaps and defends itself. Yeah, and it's at the expense of, um, you know, like everybody because it kills you know multiple people on the set mm-hmm. um, but it does not kill uh steven young's character who is named uh key park or as they call him jupe <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it's like we're using this monkey as a spectacle and you know it kind of just defends itself it does what it does and no, like we're we're selfish for even trying to even put a monkey in this situation. Mm-hmm. And that kind of it, it, so, I mean, I'm I'm kind of like just trying to to think out loud, I guess. But that carried over to Key's uh, character as he was an adult, where he happened to not learn from that situation of using like a wild animal as a spectacle. Mm-hmm. And he knows that there's this like what he thinks is an alien spaceship out there. And yeah. he sells tickets and he's like, yeah, I'm going to show you guys this discovery and, you know, I'm going to show everybody here what this thing is. And it, it's like everybody just look up at the spaceship that's in the air. And this creature does what a creature does. And it just is like, oh, these things are looking at me. I feel threatened. So it, mm-hmm. it, it just snaps and it attacks them. So that's the connection I made where the character of Ricky did not learn his lesson from when he was a kid. And was like, you know, stay in your own lane and don't be a moron. Yeah. And, and you know, he kind of just... Um, tries to use this spaceship as a spectacle and once again 
the creature that he's using as a spectacle feels threatened and it snaps and it ends up killing these you know forty something people that go missing. Yeah. So, now so it was... probably would have listened at first if the horse left the glass case. But then when it sees everybody looking at it, it probably would have taken all of them too. Oh yeah, I I totally forgot about the horse in the glass case. And that was that horse that didn't seem to like anybody except for OJ. They try to use that horse to kind of lure the creature in because... Yeah, because I guess he has done that before. Where yeah. he, buy, he buys these horses from this guy and feeds them to this alien. So he thinks, oh, if I do it in front of a crowd and it comes out because of this horse, then fame <laughs> yeah and the creature might even think that it's kind of a trap that like horse didn't leave and now you're trying to lure me in and you have 40 something people looking at me yeah so that was the connection i got out of it um and i mean i, I hope that makes sense because that that's yeah i think that's what they were what they were trying to go for um and as as far as the shoe goes, because there is a shoe that just kind of stands up when Gordy's going on through this attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- they have this dynamic in the movie where they talk about a good miracle and a bad miracle. And like, bad miracle would be, you know, a, a quarter falling from the sky and killing somebody. Um, so a good miracle would be like, you know, the shoe is standing upwards, and that is what attracted Ricky. Like, Ricky was looking at the shoe instead of Gordy. Mm-hmm. And then Gordy realized, like, this little boy's not looking at me, so it's not a threat. And mm-hmm. I think that is why uh, Gordy did not end up killing Ricky. Kind of just let him go in for, like, a, a pound-it situation, you know? A good one. The exploding fist bump. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean that—that that was the connection I got as far as that goes. Um, yeah, I mean, other people might have interpreted it a little bit differently, or whatever, um, or you know, not even close to what I did at all. But that was kind of the interpretation I got, and I hope it makes sense. I like it. Yeah. Um, now that whole um. Gordy's home scene was great. Yeah, that. So it, it's it's bizarre how like the best scene in the movie is a scene that doesn't really involve alien <laughs> at all. Yeah, and maybe that comes from the fact that Jordan Peele had a nightmare about this, mm-hmm. um, and he said like he woke up in tears when he <laughs> had this like very <laughs> vivid, vivid dream of this chimp attack. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that is like kind of where that came from, but yeah, it it is one of my favorite, uh, well, probably my favorite scene in the movie, and um, yeah, it, also, I, I guess two of the scariest scenes in this movie are just uh, scenes that don't really involve. The creature, <laughs> because... yeah, the prank, the prank, and then the chimp. Mm-hmm. 
it's that one scene where the chimp like looks at him at, um, when he's under the table. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's looking at the. I was almost like he's looking at the viewer. Yeah, I was about to say I literally like felt myself get scared when, <laughs> like, I, I was like, oh god, he's after me. <laughs> like, oh god, I'm next. Because that's what it feels like. Yeah, like that is. I don't know if if Jordan Peele ever wanted to make a movie about a chimp attack, go ahead <laughs> because. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're not in, you're not even in the movie, and it's like, oh god, I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> now I know that he's a producer and writer for that um, Twilight Zone reboot that's on Paramount. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious to see if any of that's similar. I don't know. I but he didn't direct it. I heard some bad things about that show. I had never seen it. I just heard it wasn't as good as previous Twilight Zone scenes. Yeah. Um, he also wrote uh, the new Candyman as well. He didn't direct that either, but he wrote it. And I thought that was pretty good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm curious to check it out. Maybe there's like a few episodes in there that are worth checking out. But, yeah. um, but yeah, so um, what else do we have to talk about in this movie? Um, the uh, what is it? They're gonna say uh, the 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 abduction scene is uh, another one of you know I, I I was quite confused by this because I thought this group was gonna come back <laughs> and. Even even after like the 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 blood rain, mm-hmm. I still thought there was a chance they were going to come back. Um, but hmm. yeah, like it's. I mean, we we did kind of talk about it, but it's like they, like Ricky did not learn his lesson, so they look at this creature, and the creature just happens to attack, and you know, abduct forty something people. Mm-hmm. And we get this like claustrophobic scene where it's like they're literally like pushed up against um like walls and stuff. And I, I guess that is like the creature you know, eating them, I guess. Swallowing them, yeah. And you no, know, I guess eventually it almost looked like a cocoon or something. Yeah. You don't really see it too much because it's dark. But it's like you see a cocoon. And then the woman screams louder, and then that's it. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't even really sure what to make of it. Like, how to even explain it, because it it's like... Yeah, it's almost like a cocoon just, like, pushing up against these people. Then it was guess... very, um, Falling Skies-ish. Yeah. When they go up in a... in a spaceship, and then they see, like, people in these things. Like, kind of, like... A cocoon, like a caterpillar cocoon or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but I was still like <laughs> really expecting this to show like some type of small creatures, and like I, I guess once the movie wraps up and everything, it's like 
it's like, oh, so that was the creature. Like, there are no creatures here. Like, that's that's it. Um, Even though I wanted to see alien creatures, I'm okay with with it being what it was. Yeah, and I'm glad there were... Go ahead. I did like when it took all those people and then it started hovering over the house and everything. And it's nighttime, and you can still hear people screaming through it. Yeah. Until the blood drain. I think this is where that scene with uh, Sunglasses at Night is playing. Mm -hmm. Which is is another thing Jordan Peele does very well. I don't know if he did it in Get Out, but he definitely did it with us. Mm -hmm. I I got five on it, where he takes a song already sounds kind of creepy and it's like he kind of just throws it in like bad situations to make it even worse and it, mm-hmm. like, it like gives it a reason to be creepy I guess. It's like remixed to sound scarier. Yeah because with the, the things that the um, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, with the the things that the, the creature does with like electric, where once it's on top of like like an electric thing, um, it uh, like the the song kind of slows down. So yeah, I, I I don't know. He he like remixes the songs to just give them a reason to be creepy. And yeah, does that very well. Um. Yeah, something I just thought of off the top of my head. Um, I think the 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 creature turns into like this ribbon like thing is because it sucked up those like inflatable tube men. Yeah. Did you point that out earlier? No, I didn't think I didn't make that connection. Yeah, I, I literally just made the connection as I was talking because I was thinking about like. Because uh, I was wondering why the eye looked like the square and it's like a waving. Yeah. Or think... whipping, whip, whipping around. So yeah, that would um. That would yeah, so explain that. I think it just has a way of adapting to like different situations and different um, you know, different items. Because, you know, the more it eats people that look at it, the more it looks like a floating eyeball. Yeah. So I like that. I like it. We're so smart. (laughs) We better be on set for the next Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, mean, what else goes on in this movie that we can discuss? There's two Um, things. There's this minor thing. Did you see when they were eating at the diner. There's, like, this fight breaking out in the background. I don't think so. But it's, like, it's blurred. It's, like, you almost miss it if you're not looking at I saw it both times. But you see, like, this fight, like, this group of baseball players or something. And they're, like, all getting up on one person. I was like, I don't know what this is going on in the background, but it's like something minor, and you don't really see the result or anything. Yeah, I I don't even think I caught that. Maybe if I see it again, I'll remember. But yeah, I don't even remember anything like that. I don't know if they're a baseball player. I don't know if they're wearing all white. 
Um, I mean, they, they might have been. I don't know. Um, so, and then this guy that's in the movie, Antlers Holst. Yeah, that director. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that, that's actually <laughs> the next point I was gonna make, but yeah, he's like. I was trying to figure out what his motive was. Yeah, so he's he, he's kind of like a guy who is just in it for the money, I guess, because he's kind of just trying to help them uh, get footage of this alien creature. As I think they I think they have it set up to where like the cameras are like in different areas, so that this creature can't shut off all the cameras at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he ends up creating uh, a camera that doesn't even run on electricity to begin with. And I thought this was going to go somewhere to where it's like, you know, the the, the, the tape broke or something and we'd lost yeah. the footage. I know we lost the footage because the director... Well, I noticed in he, the whole movie, we see him like three times before this, he is watching like animal attacks on old footage. Yeah, yeah, in that right. garden room, and then he joins them because he was a director at the beginning of the movie with the horse, mm-hmm. and then he's helping them, and then all of a sudden, it's like he has a change of heart, and he's like, something like, "We don't deserve the impossible shot" or something like that, and then he takes his footage and leaves. Yeah. Well, and it's like he purposely gets taken by the alien. Yeah, well, I think I, I think this that situation is like he's willing to sacrifice himself just so like his name could live on. Because this alien does spit out things that it can't digest. And I think mm-hmm. his idea was that he was going to get this undeniable proof that this creature does exist and that it it's abducting people um but um he like he would he would die in the process but it would still spit out the tape in the camera i think mm-hmm. i think that was his idea um, cuz i don't, don't think i don't think he betrayed them um I, I mean, he he betrayed the 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 mission, yeah. But but I mean, I still think like I I mean, how do I want to say this? It, it it's not like a um yeah. I mean, I guess I guess you worded it properly. It, it's not a betrayal. It's just like I'm just gonna do it a different way. Um, or I want more. It's either yeah. I want more, or he doesn't want anybody to have anything. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's, like, he would die, but, like, this footage would still exist, and, like, OJ and Emerald and Angel would still have this, uh... Yeah. Have this footage and this, uh, fame, or the the Oprah shot, as they call it. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're obsessed with getting on Oprah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... I like, I like that idea better than him doing it on purpose, because it almost felt like he did. Like he just like. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think it was like a betrayal or anything, but I think he was kind of sacrificing himself uh, for his craft, and 
I mean, I, this this might be a stretch, and I think Jordan Peele kind of might he he might be a little bit too on the nose with this, where it's like you're kind of getting a little bit, um, you know, a, a little bit too much with your symbolism. But um, <laughs> the uh, like the the father dying at the at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's literally killed by a quarter or a nickel or whatever it is, and it literally goes through his eye. So it's like, you know, you're like dying for money, and like, you know, the the whole eye thing with like, you know, don't look at this creature. Like, I'm not exactly entirely sure like the connection with this. But mm-hmm. I, I do think there's something there with the father dying uh, via money in the eye, like that. Yeah, like it, 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 it is something here, but I, I'm not exactly sure what he's trying to say. But, Blinded by riches. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess so. Yeah, some something like that. Um, it does seem a little bit too much on the nose, but I mean. You know, that's the kind of director he is, and that's the kind of stories that he likes to tell, where... Yeah. It, it, it's almost like everything has a reason for being here, which, mm-hmm. even though I might not necessarily agree with that way of storytelling, or, like, every sim- symbol or, like, message you're trying to convey, like, I, I love, like, even leaving the theater... And I, I love, like, the conversations that it creates, and it's like, well, what the heck did that chimp mean? Or, like, yeah. like, why did the quarter go through his eye? Or it's like, even, like, on, like, even while we were recording this, we connected some dots, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's why the creature turned into, like, ribbons or whatever, because it ate the inflatable tube men. Like, yeah. I love that there's, like, this uh, mainstream blockbuster that still kind of um, makes people think and question like what exactly things meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially nowadays when things are so cookie cutter and it's like it's like, oh, Spider-Man's here. <laughs> or like, you know, or like waiting for that next Marvel crossover. <laughs> yeah, it's or like DC a, crossover. It's like, oh, is, is Doctor Strange going to be in the next Thor movie? <laughs> like, like, I'm glad we have just like these movies that are just one story, and it's like you you leave the movie theater and like it sits with you for hours, and even a week later we're still trying to kind of figure things out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just glad. No, we I was were... almost expecting Oprah to be in the end credits <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I mean, like an interview. <laughs> that is actually a post-credit scene that I would not mind. <laughs> like Oprah is interviewing OJ and Emerald, an angel. Yeah, it's like our our, our next guest <laughs> went went viral for their their newest footage or, or their newest picture of a UFO. <laughs> and then Emerald and Angel are just like freaking out about about it, and OJ just sitting there. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> Jordan Peele, why didn't you do this? <laughs> maybe Oprah wasn't available. Yeah, maybe. Might have been a little <laughs> bit too expensive. Well, I feel like she would have did it for Jordan Peele. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, I guess we can kind of talk about the ending. Um, we're already pretty much there anyway. But um, so OJ does sacrifice himself, kind of. And it's revealed at the end of the movie that he is alive. Mm-hmm. But he's underneath, like, this, um, like, I, I forget exactly what the sign says, but it says something like, so long, folks, or something. Yeah. So it's, like, it's like the exit of this carnival. And it's kind of been, like, a, um, like, speculated on Twitter, I've seen, that, that, like, does he actually die, or is he literally there? Um, I did I not. He was literally there. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I I don't think that he was like. I I, I don't think this was like like just supernatural territory where it's like we're we're showing ghosts now. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it was like that. Yeah, that's not a movie for this. <laughs> um, no. Uh, should I say no? Nope. It was if it was one of those artsy horror movies. Then yeah. <laughs> but not this one. Yeah. This um, one's just artsy in a different way. Right. And I, I do like how they kind of just like this is the creature. Like it, it ate something it wasn't supposed to eat. And that killed it. And like there's there's no like mother creature that comes to seek revenge for kill for its child dying or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like it, it didn't lay eggs, like you know, like because that would have been, you know, some kind of sequel bait where it's like, it's just a, like it, it laid eggs or something, and it's like, yeah, we'll 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 see you in the next movie, um, or like or like <laughs> nope showing, too. or like showing that the the creature had, you know, some kind of parents or whatever, like that would show that there are other creatures out there like this, so. Yeah, I mean, I I like that it kind of just ate something it wasn't supposed to, and it caused it to explode, mm-hmm. and and that was it. Um, I also love how uh, Emerald got the shot of the uh, of the creature, where mm-hmm. she's like she's like using that um, I forget what it's called. It's like a, a well thing. The wishing just, well camera. Yeah, you just put like point in and crank it and then it takes a picture. And I like how she photobombed the the people that were taking a picture with it earlier. And yeah. the movie they were peeking <laughs> and she was like, oh what's that? <laughs> and it's like oh, ta- oh they're taking a picture. <laughs> That's something I would do. I would just accidentally stumble into a picture like that. I would just think people are looking in a wishing well. Yeah. And I would just look down and I'd be making like the most disgusting face you've ever seen. And <laughs> Be laughed at forever. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of covered, um, you know, a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, definitely does not need a sequel, so I'm glad we didn't get that. Um, I even like the TMZ kind of shows up, and like, I almost feel like it shouldn't have been TMZ. Like, it should have been like some type of conspiracy nuts. I don't know if it were, yeah. That are kind of like, because I guess the government like 
walked this off of Google Maps or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they um they create this this lie that like forty something people were washed away in a random flood in the <laughs> in this in the middle of the desert. Yeah, in the middle of the desert. <laughs> They're like they're like the news lady says there were rains in the area, <laughs> so we're told that flooding could have been the cause. It's been heavy rain. And it's like it's like if you go down the street, there's a house that's covered in blood, and forty something people are missing. Like maybe you should make some type of connection here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I I thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, I I do wish it would have been like some type of conspiracy nut to kind of make a commentary on those people. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess another connection we could make is that I think the blood on the house might have been like a like inspired by the shining with the the blood coming down the hallway. Um because it does seem like Jordan Peele was inspired by like that era of filmmaking in this. Mm-hmm. So I mean it, it might be the movie we covered last week with raining blood. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I, I I actually thought of that too. Evil Dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, because when that happened, I was like, "Well, I just saw the, a movie that did this three days ago." <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I like that. That's kind of the inspiration I got out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, could very easily not be, but uh, just because this movie seems inspired by like the seventies and eighties, like that's just. A connection I made, but yeah, but yeah. So that was um, the newest movie, Nope, by Jordan Peele. Um, how do you uh, stack it up to his other two films? I think it's my favorite one for sure. Yeah, I know it's my favorite one of his for sure. I might. Um, I think I don't know. I have to watch Us again because I only saw it one time. That's probably my least favorite of the three. And then Get Out. I've seen that a few times. So I put put that in the middle, and then I put Nope at the top. Yeah, uh, I'm in the same boat as you. I I, I really loved this movie. Um, I I really, really, really like Us and Get Out. Mm -hmm. I, I don't quite love them. Um... I do want to see us again because I'm in the same boat as you, where I only saw it once in theaters. No, I remember the main actress in that movie did a really good job at playing the two versions of herself. Yeah, she was also snubbed for an Oscar. Yeah, um, yeah, she was great too. Yeah, Jordan Peele just brings like the best out of every actor that he works with. It seems. And I remember the father was. The comedian, <laughs> kind of like how Kiki Palmer was the funny one in this movie. Yeah, Th- that was the one thing I didn't like about Get Out. Is I I didn't really like the humor, especially in the second half of the movie. That's how I felt about Us. I actually don't really remember the humor too much in Us. I I, I do really want to rewatch it, and I 
I wanted to try to rewatch it before we did this episode, but I didn't get around to it. But yeah, I'm. I don't know. I don't really remember there being too much humor, but I mean, you're probably right. Uh, but I'm I'm glad with Nope. Like it seems like the humor kind of like is a lot less than prior than his first two prior movies. And when and when there is yeah. humor, when there is humor, it's like actually warranted. Where it's just like the characters being funny because that's who they are instead of just yeah you know cracking a joke during a bad time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I. I love this movie. I really, 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 really like his first two movies, but I don't quite love them. Um, so yeah, this this is my favorite one of his, and I think like like his other two are probably tied. I would say. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's all I got for Nope. Uh, it's a great movie, and um, probably one of my favorites of the year. I would say. Yeah, same. All right, uh, do you have anything else on this movie? No, I think that's all. All right. Would you like to uh, jump into our weekly recommendations? Mm-hmm. Much obliged. <laughs> Time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. Right. What have you seen recently? I don't think I've seen too much. I was watching American Horror Stories, plural, (laughs) the spinoff series that's on Hulu. Yeah, I did see that on Hulu. I didn't see the show, but... It's like, each episode's a different story, so it's like a an anthology series, kind of like the main show, except instead of a whole season, it's just a single episode. Okay. So some of them, you would probably have to watch the main show to get a connection. And then some episodes, just completely random horror stories that you don't tie into anything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the one I was watching last night was about this couple that installs one of those door doorbell cameras. Yeah, the ring doorbell or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they start to get, like, a creepy visitor. That's probably one of my biggest fears. That's why I won't get one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... I'm like afraid to get a um a ring doorbell. That was called Aura. I feel like it really could have been a movie. So is it like every episode is different than the previous one? Yeah. Okay. So they took the show and like like the anthology idea from the show and kind of you know doubled down on it. Yeah. <laughs> Because I kind of wanted the episode to be longer. The doorbell episode. Yeah. It could have been its own movie, but... But, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to, uh... I'll have to check it out. Especially that episode I want to see. 
Um, so I'm going to recommend it's a it's a new horror film on Netflix. I think it's Japanese. I want to say maybe uh, it's called Incantation. Um, heard of it? Yeah, I sent I sent it to you last week. It's kind of like it's like a found footage movie, but it's like not a terrible found footage movie like most are. Um, it's this woman kind of like just um, documenting this curse that's been put on her daughter. And um, it's also interactive. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say because I don't really want to uh, spoil anything. And it might be a previous episode. Or not previous, but a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> we might do that be... episode <laughs> in June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we might have we might have did it already. Who knows? We might do it um, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, it it's interactive, and um, yeah, that's 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 all I'm gonna say about that. But um. It's on. Uh, it's on Netflix, and you could watch it either uh, with subtitles or they have en- English voice actors over top of it. Um, that's the version that played automatically, and I didn't even know there were subtitles for it until I, I think I paused it like an hour in, and like there was the option at the bottom of the screen to either use subtitles or dubbed. I just kept it on dubbed, but. English voice actors are not good. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, the, the the message comes across, but yeah, it, they're they're not good. That's what people say about that other show, Squid Game, too. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they were not good in Squid Games either. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because like characters will be screaming their lungs and then the voice actor will just be like tightly shouting ah uh. <laughs> yeah pretty much but yeah um i think that's all i got for this episode mm-hmm. uh, kind of a shorter one and kind of uh different than what we usually do uh i think for these movies that come out in theaters i think this is what i want to do going forward because yeah you know, it's 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 difficult to kind of go through the plot of mm-hmm. a movie that's in theaters, like as thoroughly as we usually do. So, uh, we actually got a few of these coming up, especially September and October. Uh, what's in September? Um, Smile, Pearl. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about those. Didn't Barbarian come out in October? I thought it was August, but... um, Maybe. One of them, there are months coming up. (laughs) And then Halloween ends, of course. Yes. But yeah, um, next week we are doing a new release, but it will be one that is on Hulu, so we will be able to take notes and whatnot um, and cover it thoroughly as usual. Uh, we're doing, yeah, hopefully, we're doing the new Predator movie, which is titled Prey. Um, I've heard great things about that, and I guess that is also there's an option to watch that in the like the foreign language that it's in. Uh-huh. Um, oh. I forget. I'm not even sure what 
language it's in, but I guess you can watch it in that language, or I guess you can watch it in English as well. But, um, yeah, that's what we'll be doing next week. The new Predator movie, it's, it's called Prey. I've heard good things about it so far, so... I know the last Predator movie wasn't great. Still haven't seen it. The Predator. It was. It's probably the only one I've seen, actually. <laughs> I've seen the first one. I've seen those Alien vs. Predator movies, which aren't good. I've seen Predators from 2010, which is pretty good. Yeah, that might have been the only one. So I'm not really um, the person to go to for. Which Predator movie is good, but but yeah. <laughs> Buckle up because we're doing a new one next week. So and maybe we'll do the whole franchise. Maybe Predator Month coming up. Most likely not, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you can follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at Santamira After Dark. You can follow us on Twitter at Santamira AD Pod. Uh, through there you can find our personal social media accounts and until next time i'm jeremy i'm steven and curfew is now in session <laughs>